Hey guys, Tony here. Mental health is a strong subject that no one wants to talk about. For me, Dylan, and Angelo, we decided it was time for a change, and that's why we started Complete Madness. Every Wednesday, we will be talking about mental health topics that we feel need to be said in the most uncensored and downright mad way possible. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Complete Madness Show and subscribe to our YouTube channel, Complete Madness. You can also find us on SoundCloud, Spotify, and iTunes. We're not experts, but we hope our podcast can help you get through whatever it is you're going through. Welcome to the Madness Clan and get ready for a fucking ride. I showed up. It was on a Sunday. They had football playing. Yeah. They, the head barber, the guy who owned the place, uh-huh. he's a Dallas fan. I had to explain to him how Dallas sucks. Like, <laughs> oh, my God. And he's like, he's like, oh, yeah, let's sit down and let's talk about it. So we sat down. It started fucking feeding me drinks. I It was two hours later. I finally get my hair cut, and then I stayed for another hour. And I'm getting uh, – my phone's blowing up from Kayla. Uh-huh. Like, where are you? Like, what's going on? Like, she, like, looked on Snap Maps to make sure I was okay. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but it was, it, was, it was wild. But then now in Georgia, I'm trying to find a place like that. But I'm going to these, like, stupid sports clips. Oh, I've they, been to those, You can't yeah. get a good haircut. Dude, they suck over there because I, when I was in <laughs> – so the thing about Texas was that everything was a fucking chain – yeah. Every every barbershop, yeah. every barbershop. But so I went in there and I'm like, "Hi, can I make an?" I'm like, I walk in, I'm like, "Hey, can I get a haircut?" Like, "No, no, no, it's appointment only." I'm like, "All right, when's your next appointment? You have to book it online." Yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah, but I'm here. The book is right there. They're like, "I'm sorry, so this is our policy." I'm like, I go home. I couldn't get an appointment for two days. First of all, I'm like, "How? Did, there's no way. There's no way. Like they're fucking with me." So I finally get the appointment two days later, and this lady. I walk in there. I'm like, hey, do you know how to do a skin fade? She's like, yeah. Botches my hair. Botches it, bro. And Can't trust these. I'm, I'm, slowly, I'm slowly losing this. So I enjoy a good haircut because it's like it, it's something of value to me. Because I, I know I'm not going to be able. I know, I know yeah. I'm not going to be able to do it in a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Oh well, that's, that's it sucks. <laughs> no, it does. It does. It does. Yeah. So I, I truly value going to my barbershop. So um. She botches my hair completely. I got one side that's growing out like this. The other side that's like literally I'm bald. And I'm like, what the fuck? So I had a job interview the next day. I walk in there. The guy looks at me and he's like, are you okay? Did someone mess up your hair? I'm like, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's what happened. I didn't get the job there. but uh, then <laughs> Probably because of the haircut. Literally. But then a couple of weeks later, I ended up finding my barber who's now, he's actually huge on Instagram now, which is which was awesome. And I honestly, like... I'll never say this about my New York barbers because I fucking love them. Like my my guy, uh, my guy Greg at uh, Long Island's finest barbershop, best freaking barbershop ever. Like they literally just the, the, you go in there, it's a haircut. That's it. You know, you get a shot around the holidays, and I literally missed the shit out of that when I was in Texas. But my guy in Texas was very good too. I feel like that's such a New York thing because like I'm having trouble finding a barber because I could go to any barber yeah down south, but like from being from Long Island. If I'm going to a barber, it's like a relation. You're committing. To 100%. Like a, so, like, it's like a first date. I think it's like a blind date when you go to a barber. And, like, it's, like, scary because, like, you've got to see what they do. Because mm-hmm. they, they fuck it up. Like, uh, like that same girl, the one yeah. that fucked up my haircut. Mm-hmm. If you watch my – that was the day before my engagement. If you watch my <laughs> engagement video, I'm wearing a hat. And yeah. because no – And Kayla's like, take your hat – because we're taking pictures. And it was, I was a surprise. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it was actually a video. I told her we're taking mm-hmm. pictures. She's like, take your hat off. I'm like, I'm not fucking taking my hat off. <laughs> yeah. I look so bad. So yeah. bad. And it's, <laughs> oh, it's, my God. It's forever now. Like, yeah. Afterwards, I took engagement photos where I didn't have a hat on. And yeah. any, as soon as I see it, I don't think, oh, like, I got engaged. Woo. Like, I think – 
my hair's fucked. Oh yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> that's what happens. <laughs> this fucking woman ruined it for me. Yeah, it's I. I gotta find someone who's a. Uh, you gotta find the right guy. You know what you gotta do? You gotta like. You kind of. It's when you say the whole relationship. It's like it's like finding a therapist almost. Like you gotta go from shop to shop and just like kind of shop around. Because yeah. yeah. you know what? At the end of the day, I'm stuck in that chair for at least an hour. So I'm like, at least let me be able to have a conversation. That's with how long it takes you to get a haircut? At my place, yeah. Dude, haircuts Jeez. are therapy. Haircuts are therapy. Mine's like bro. 25 I, minutes. I, are you serious? No, mine's about an hour. But do you do? Yeah. The, but you don't do the beard though. No, yeah. yeah no. I do the hot beard. shave. Hot oh. shave every time. Every time. Oh. Every time. Hey, cool. Some Listen. of us don't have that. Yeah. You don't need it. Yeah. any kind of scrub. Yeah. They'll do yeah. it. Yeah. I don't have look at this shit. This is a work in progress. Oh my god. All right. Well, let's get this episode started. Welcome back to Complete Madness, everybody. If you're watching us on YouTube, smash that like button and subscribe. Boys, we got a great episode. He is the... Well, first of all, I'm, I'm here with America's favorite podcast host, Angelo Iannarelli. Thank you. You're welcome. And I am here with the man, the myth, the legend. He has three... Kyle Brophy. Hello, everybody. I take back that thank you. <laughs> <laughs> My friend, it has been way too long. Yes, very long. I move too much, so I don't yeah, get to so do keep I. up with everybody. I so. know. When's, when's the, I think the last time you were in the same room has, has it been two years ago, bro. Probably. Probably before PR. Yeah. Jesus it Because, yeah, I, I haven't been back to... I've been to New York for like a weekend here and there, but I haven't been like, I'm back, sorry. Back in it was two years ago months. because we saw each other in Myrtle Beach. You're right. On spring break. Yeah, you guys yeah. came down. I, I, yep. I, I, yep. I was we at met my up with you. house. Yeah. It was a shit fucking week. Yeah, you drove fucking all the <laughs> way back. I was like, yo, bro, you <laughs> want to drive you home? You're like, dude, it's like an hour. I'm like, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, and we went to that fucking shithole bar. <laughs> where, what was that? Oh, Sharkies. Sharkies. No, we didn't. No, 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 no. We went to Sharkies. Then, um, I, I forgot that. I, I met you guys at Sharkies. And then we left and went to that one that we went to last time. But you guys had like a lit time out. Yeah, but it ended up not being the same. Yeah, it was that. We should have went to the coop. The coop the is coop. the spot. Yeah. Little hole in the wall. No, I think that... No, we didn't end up going there. No, we didn't end up no. going there. Anyway. But, um... Yeah, long time. Very long Too time. long. I wish I could get up here more, but, you know, yeah. COVID. <laughs> COVID, yeah. How was, it, how was it coming back with COVID? The, the process of leading up to it sucks. There's, like, a lot of rules and regulations you yeah. have to sign off on. I had to get tested before I get on a plane. Well, it says all this. This is what's online. Right. Uh, Delta calls you. They tell you the same thing. There's policy. Mm -hmm. You have to read it, and you have to do all these things. No one checks. Are you serious? Not a single person outside. Like, I got on the plane. No so one checked for Just my, to clarify, you did all the procedures that they everything asked Everything, yeah. And then yes. when you got off the plane, nobody checked. Like, they didn't ask you for your phone I, number. They didn't track it or anything like they, that. So they have you fill out this form uh, online, and mm -hmm. then you get a confirmation number. Okay. And then when you get off the plane, there's supposed to be a person who sees that you filled out the form. You give them really? a confirmation number. So there's no one there. And then they have a paper form you could fill out if you want, I guess. But yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm not stopping and wasting my time with that. Yeah. But I've done everything else. Did everything to procedure. And it's it's a shame that you do all this stuff and it's not, you know, nothing of it. And you guys did like an expedited COVID test, I'm yeah, assuming, yeah, right? Yeah, that costs money. Yeah, that costs money. Cost money. It's, it takes time. I had to drive an hour away from my apartment sit there get my second covid test mm -hmm. which they're scrambling my brain for no freaking reason yeah uh, <laughs> sit there for an hour then drive an hour home at seven o'clock at night while i have a work the next day yeah like and all that for nothing and it, it's 
it's good to know that I don't have it. I like that. That's a good idea. Like, I'm happy that yeah. I know I'm negative. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, if you're going to make me do it, like, hold me accountable to of it. Of course, man. I, I watch what I say because I have my opinions about things, and that's not the point of this. But mm-hmm. when I hear stuff like that, it just reiterates the feelings that I have towards the way that this virus and this pandemic is being handled. It, I can't tell if it's a joke or if it's serious. That's what I'm saying. They, they, you know? yeah, they pick sides. Like today, it's we're shutting. Recently, uh, actually starting yesterday, mm-hmm. I got there and I needed to take the air train from JFK to yeah, go to my yeah, rental yeah. car. I love that thing, by the way. Quickest air way to get to Long Island. Closed. 10, 10.30 starting yesterday. you got to be shitting me. So you can't use the air train because of COVID, but they're not checking to see if you have it when you come in. It's like yeah. if they if they just did what they said they were doing, that's, then using the air train wouldn't be a problem. And that's yeah. what, that's the whole thing that I'm getting at. Like I believe that the virus is out there and it's deadly. For and sure. But don't pick and choose the fucking battles. I just with feel it. like they do all that precautions just to cover their own ass. That's so what it is. Trouble. That's what it is. Yeah. Like you really think they want to be spending all this extra money when no. they're not making it right now? Forget yeah. it. No. The airlines to took the biggest hit out of anybody throughout this entire pandemic. Mm-hmm. No. And they went away. What? No planes full. They, no, I know. They, they're not making... I'm flying out in two weeks. Yeah. You know how many You're people good. are on my plane? Probably ten. Six. Yeah, there Six. you go. And four, four of them are my family. Yeah. See, there you go. <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous. Uh, to If we're taking all these precautions, here, here's what doesn't make sense to me. Everyone has to be tested before you get on a plane, according to online. So mm-hmm. hopefully you expect everybody to do that and get tested. Yeah. If everyone's tested, you could have a full plane. Yeah. If everyone shows that they're negative, it, that's what, uh, all you need is like you could have a full plane at that point. Everybody's yep. still wearing their mask. Everybody still they give you a wet wipe to wipe down anything if you feel like you need to be extra clean, which mm-hmm. it doesn't. It's hurt. not going to do anything yeah. though. I, I, my personal opinion. It doesn't. It's more mental. Yeah. It's all yeah. it's visual. But yeah, that it's I I don't see I can't figure out where they are going to be serious about it or not serious about it. Yeah. I feel like it's like a half-ass effort from everybody. Mm-hmm. <sighs> It it just gets me because they, they, they again they stress it when they want to stress it and that's not the mm-hmm. way you have to handle no. this. Go all in or don't. Don't. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. You know, there's no <laughs> reason that we gotta start closing at ten o'clock at night. Yeah, that makes no sense. When, <laughs> but it, it's not gonna make a difference because I'm a joke. Because listen, <laughs> but, but either way, but that's what I'm saying. Like, no matter what, home. even yeah. if I were to go to the bar tonight, I still have to sit at a table with my friends. I got, I, I was at the Nutty Irishman, and I was uh, there was a group of twenty of us. Like, this was like the week I got back from Texas. There was a group of twenty of us, and that was the night we were there. We ran yeah. into Greco and everybody. Yeah, there were so many people there that when we kept going back and forth from table to because they put us right next to each other, they started screaming at us. And I'm like, listen, I respect it. I went and sat down, you know, because you have to sit down, but. It's not going to make a difference if I go out at 10 o'clock at night to eat or if I go and, out to lunch. And then they just put the tables together so we didn't get up. Yeah. <laughs> My thoughts on the 10 o'clock thing, I think it's the presumption of what happens after 10. It's yeah. 10 o'clock hits, you're at the bar, now you're singing in each other's faces. Now yeah. you're dancing on the dance floor. Like, if you're out before 10, it's usually dinner, right. some drinks. Mm-hmm. It's the after 10. I think it's the assumption of what would happen after 10. But still... We're well, not allowed to do that either way, though. See, but yeah. I'm not. I'm not used to that. Down yeah. down in Georgia, there's we're partying. We're, Are you really we're g- going hard every weekend? <laughs> like dance floor, like yeah. divorce moms, like dancing with us, like singing, like yelling at people, like these this close to their face. Like it's it doesn't. Jeez, there's, man. There's no 
table. Well, some places you go to like the fancier places, they put up like those screens or like yeah. table between. Yeah, but casinos you, do that. You don't need a mask walking in. You don't need to put your mask when you're going to the bathroom. You don't need to put your mask going to the bar. You can't even sit at a bar here, right? No. Sure. no, yeah, you, no. Some places you can, but uh, they have the dividers. They either okay. have to have the dividers. I think they have to seat you every three seats yeah. or something like that. I go to the bar every weekend, sit down at the bar, talk to the bartender. They they wear a mask, like, but I think yeah. that's up to them. Yeah. I don't think it's like required because mm-hmm. uh, some of them, they'll pull it down to talk. And this is in the state of yeah. Georgia, right? Yeah, we're in Georgia. Yeah. So. And that, it's, it's been the same way in Virginia. It's been the same way in South Carolina. Yeah. I haven't I haven't felt I. This is what gets me in a little predicament with some of my New York friends. Mm-hmm. It's like because I know it hit hard here. Yeah, a lot of people passed away. Like a lot of people got sick. Mm-hmm. I didn't experience that, so I don't I don't take it. I guess at I don't say I don't take it as serious. I don't see it the same way people here see yeah. it. I gotta say that was the same with me because when I was I left Texas before it got really bad, and then so when I was down there, you were walking around without a mask, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, you could really do whatever you wanted. And I and I was noticing the more north I got, the more um, like prevention prevention te- um, preventive tests. I don't even know what I'm trying to say. The, the people were precautions. more c- precautions. Yeah. Thank you. There were people who were more precautious of what was happening. So I got to Arkansas. You're walking around the mall. There's a couple of place, cl- places closed. And li- you know, they're lining you up to make it, but no one's wearing a mask, honest, honest to God. And then Tennessee, like same thing. You know, everything was closing early. Um, this, was, But this was in the middle of, like, this was, like, the worst of it. By the time I got to New Jersey, everybody was like, yo, stay away from me. <laughs> like, stay away from me. I brought my brother down to Virginia Beach mm-hmm. during the pandemic. And we were on the boardwalk, and like hundreds, hundreds of people on the beach boardwalk. He was having like a panic attack. Yeah, he's like, he's like, I haven't yeah. seen this many people. Like, no one leaves their house. I know. No one. Like, he's like, this, he wouldn't go to certain areas. Like, I'd be like, oh, let's go take a picture over there. He's like, I'm not. Go-. Like, it's a crowd of people. He's like, I'm yeah. not. I can't do it. And like, that's yeah. that's gonna mentally affect people. I know for I a know. long time. Like, kids mm-hmm. growing up right now, you got to think like in the future, like. Germophobe, like germophobia, or it's like it's gonna get worse. It, it's to the extreme. If you're telling all these kids, imagine having a kid right now. Yeah. What do you tell? Why can't yeah. I go see Jimmy? Well, the the virus is out there. What virus? I don't how understand. Do you, how do you explain yeah. to uh, if you go out there, Jimmy can get sick. Mm-hmm. Jimmy can get his grandma sick. And even in like, like the schools, it's horrible because I I had a project at a middle school mm-hmm. and each desk has like the the plastic like dividers yeah. around it so like you're in a little cube it's weird it's, uh, how do you go to school and you're, you're literally in like a cage essentially i can't like like i would freak dap me out up your boys kid. yeah like, <laughs> like how do you like how do you like joke around and like i don't I, I just i can't imagine being in that situation there's gonna be a lot of issues that are gonna arise the next Anxiety. couple of months no tremendously because but Kids now, yeah, no, yeah when, the, when the headphones get close to the mic, that happens. But kids aren't learning to interact, and like you said, their immune systems are going to be like like this. Yeah, this is happening now, but five or six years from now, I think that the kids that weren't able to build up their immune systems, they're going to get sick again mm-hmm. at some point with something else, yeah. not with COVID nineteen. Yeah, but, it, but yeah. it's going to affect them There's in a, other it's ways. A, it's going to be a different breed of human. Everybody's yeah. going to be different, like. It, what you've been through or what you can get through it's like it's the same thing as like in these vaccines like there's yeah. anti-vaxxers like mm-hmm. I have a better chance of getting through something than someone with the anti-vax but I get why I get why they do it yeah because there's obviously some some people have side effects to these things that they, they mm-hmm. are scared their kids are going to deal with I know so it's going to be the same thing physically mentally everything the world is 
permanently changed. I know. Like, yeah. And it, it's wild. You know, the, the thing was that, that, that I think about now is because they were just talking about it. In China, if you go outside and you wear a mask, that's like the normal. Yeah. Even post-pandemic, that's going to be the normal here. Yeah. I, I was in China like yeah. prior to this whole pandemic. Uh-huh. It, at, at airport, everyone wear 24-7, yeah. 365. Yeah. I think these people wear masks. I think for a while the mask thing will be normal, but... It'll never be normal for me personally. Yeah, I, I hate it. I, 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 it's. I want to. <laughs> I want to be able to. I want to be able to go back to the bars and enjoy that. And you know what? Listen to to be mindful of that it is selfish of me because you know what? I haven't been directly affected by it. And I understand people are affected, but are affected like they, they've lost family members, and I, and I truly feel sympathetic for them, but. The whole thing that I have about this is that how long can the world stay closed? Because we're, I, I just feel like we're not going about this in the right way. Oh, not at all. We need to like, we need to figure out ways to deal with the fact that we have a virus that's out there and staying home and locking people in the house. It's not a viable solution. It's no. go, the, the, listen. The suicide rate. The, sui- <laughs> the suicide rate is up thirty eight and a half percent. That's so mm-hmm. sad. From COVID nineteen. So sad. You know, suicide right now. It, it's in the top three of um, top things to die from. Because you're locked inside. Like, that, you have, exactly. Yeah, relationships are ending because I know three people. Three of my friends, got, parents, are getting divorced right now. It's be- because of this. Yeah. It, yeah. And it's not to say. Oh, I did it again. Mm-hmm. It's, it's <laughs> not to say that like. They like if they're getting divorced, then they obviously didn't mean to be together. Yeah. Relationships are meant to be. It's it's not at twenty four seven. You think yeah. about the person twenty four seven, but have you really yeah. ever hung out with someone twenty four seven? You cannot can. see anyone for that long and not lose your mind. Like you're yeah. sleeping over at your friend's house as a kid. Yeah, you're like you stay there for two days, like a weekend. Tell me, you and him weren't like going at it at no. the end of it like, like I can't stand this kid so right now me and now. my cousins we, yeah. we'd have a sleepover we'd like fit, end up fist fighting and then we wouldn't see each other for like a month because our parents are like no and then you guys <laughs> would just do it and then you yeah. guys just do it all over again the next yeah. month you can't be stuck in I like I said I'm very lucky that I haven't been dealing with this the same way some other people have mm-hmm. I'm lucky that I'm down south and have a little more like freedom to it yeah I am I couldn't imagine being I, mm-hmm. I personally could not you know me. I'm a I'm a yeah. very outgoing, personal. I need people yeah. in my life. Of course. I I could not deal with staying in my house all no, day. No, it was terrible. You know what? You, you know what? Like the other thing that really gets me though is that no one's talking about like the solutions that you can do while we're stuck like this. You know, and I get, and that's what I think about. Like me, like I, I'll still go to like my friends' houses, and it's not like I'm not gonna pack it out with like 40, 50 people. But you know, I, I've been doing a lot of fire pits these days. Um, hikes, hikes have been like on the weekends, like when I can get out there. Obviously, I'm not getting out there that much, but <laughs> but you know, you got to do things to get out of the house. Yeah. And I think that's what people are forgetting. They're like, oh shit, I'm stuck here. And the, honestly, working from home has been the biggest killer. When you work from home, like think, I, if you think about, it, this is my office for my after work shit that I got. There's no do. escape. Yeah. I'm doing the podcast in here. That, that yeah, you can't. You start losing your mind because you feel like you're at work, but you're not at work. The, yeah, you got, I, I my buddy, he's working from home right now, and he says he turns his laptop off at six p.m., but he just constantly stares at it because yeah. his office is in his room. He's like, I feel like I'm supposed to be doing something, right? And because yeah. you now created this environment where this is a your your room used to be a relaxed environment. Yeah. Now it's a pre your pressure. You're on. I know. Eight a.m. to six p.m. You're on. Mm-hmm. So. 
to shut it off and still be looking at could you like sleeping in your office like would you ever like yeah. no <laughs> like it it if you'd have to invest in a, a, a ability or a room that's separate and locked yeah, away I know and like I just do work in that room and once I'm done with work I'm out of that room for the day I'm not yeah. going back in there yeah could, I, it's it's too much it's probably uh, for you you're doing everything in here dude so. I, I my mom's like you need to get out of your room I'm like what else do you want me to do like this is like this is this is everything for right now you know eventually this will listen this will this will end in the end you know at some point they got to open everything back up but you know just the other thing that also gets me is that when we do open back up like you said before this world will never be the same could you all right i don't know about you guys but there's a stereotype to homeschooled kids that i know what is it they're weirdos. <laughs> <laughs> they don't they're, know how to socialize. They're absolutely yeah. insane. Yeah. They don't yeah. know how to act in it's public. It's not really their fault because they, they, don't, they don't know they, anything else. They weren't given... The, the best thing about public school is that you get diversity. You get you get to interact with everybody and yeah. everyone's so different. Yeah. These homeschool kids don't know dick about being I in know. public. Yeah. They don't know how to behave themselves. So now you got to think about it. Every... I, I guess you guys yeah. are starting to open schools back up, but yeah. for at least the last eight months every kid six months every kid is a homeschool kid mm-hmm. yeah how like and even right now what are they doing like half half the week in class half the week ha- out of class ha- well, the school, yeah it's half and half like you're not getting the experience you're not getting sports no uh, my personality is built up like locker room mm-hmm. yeah like I, I being on a field talking to friends every day mm-hmm. if you did, if you took that away from me I don't know who I'd be you know what yeah. that, that just brought up to me I was like because they're not doing after school activities right nope. some schools are but let me it's ask gotta you this it's got to be outdoors right yeah like fo- some schools still play football do you guys understand what this is going to do to the MLB the NFL the NHL they're going to have an absence of players I don't think so you don't think so I think if you're an MLB guy your talent's there uh, yeah. and if your talent isn't there you're paying for professional coaches and that's one-on-one yeah. I think you have yeah. the, the time obviously the in-game is going to be a little different so right. it might affect your in-game mm-hmm. but as for like training and stuff I you think the training you, actually might be better now I feel like you know kids are like you could pick out a kid that you went to school with and you're like he's gonna make it yeah like yeah. there's that one kid like and yeah. it doesn't matter he could not play for the next two years but mm-hmm. he'll, he'll make it right. he just has that god-given ability yeah mm-hmm. so I think those guys will be fine the the infield stuff yeah. I, it does make sense that it because even like look at college football right now it it's a shit show yeah. they don't know every week yeah. you find out on Thursday if they're playing Saturday I know so yeah. these guys are all working out working their asses off mm-hmm. and then but boom, how are these teams shut down. how are these teams supposed to draft players at this point now because they're not they're not getting the exposure they were film. getting before it's got to be film yeah it just it sucks for the guys who don't have that talent that go undrafted the hard working yeah. dudes because the, they'll never it's hard for them to get a chance to make a play some guys need to make a play in a game to boost their stock yeah the biggest thing about preseason is giving those like those bubble guys those yeah. guys who aren't like Victor Cruz there, yeah Pre- he gets his chance pre-season. and undrafted free agent gets his chance playing one game of preseason and boom he works his ass off and it yeah. works out it yeah. doesn't work out for a lot of people but the only thing that I think the NFL did good about this, once they got rid of preseason, they added room on the practice squad yeah. to bring in guys. So yeah. what's happening is some of these injuries are like, like like running backs or whatever. Running backs, they go through like, like yeah. toilet paper. Yeah. But the, one of these guys get hurt, 
then or COVID, it gives this dude a chance. Like I've seen a yeah. lot of plays this year where the announcer says this is his first time in an NFL game, yeah. and it's not just a rookie; it's just a guy who got his chance. Yeah. yeah. So uh, it it there's weird ways to go about. I feel like it's going about it where like we're losing some things, but you get a chance here, and well, I think the world thing, does its thing. Like Mother Nature, I guess Mother Nature, but karma or whoever you believe in right. does its thing of making things mm-hmm. work out. Well, you know, I think the one thing that's going to come out of this is that the uh, like all the streaming platforms right now, like Twitch, the, the podcast space, these are these are places that are opening up right now. Mm-hmm. You know, and I just like you said, we're we're losing things, but we're also gaining a lot of new things. Mm-hmm. You know, like podcasts popping up. Is that me? That's me. Sure. Yeah, I'm sorry. Um, podcasts and, and Twitch streamers are popping off left and right right now. Yeah. You know, and that's just where the me- that's where the media focus is because it's really the only thing you have because yeah, yeah sports are on like once. What what are sports on? Like three days a week. Or every day, well, actually, we, we got really lucky yeah. with the NBA bubble and oh, MLB okay. and all that going yeah. on at the same time. That was the best. NHL was going sport. on. Yeah, because awesome. everything was happening every at one day. Time. There was something, but now you're back to I think it's just football. Yeah, uh, yeah but well, with the rescheduling games, it's good because like you get. I got like it, it was the Bills played on like Monday at five o'clock, and then there was a Tuesday game. Yeah, it's, that's yeah. it's nice because <laughs> yeah, it, it, nice. like you said, you need an escape. Yeah, whether it be physical or mental, you need an escape from well, your. You need mm-hmm. you need also an escape to be around other people and understand how to socialize. Yeah, and that is what are that's what the kids of this generation are going to lose. Yeah. They're not going to understand what it is to go out with their friends and do the hooligan shit on a Friday a night. Manhunt on a Friday. That, that was night. the best. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> You know, I would give any every dollar in my bank account for like <laughs> to a, go back to being a kid. A, yeah. a good night of manhunt. Yeah, man. Yeah. But you just can't. You, everybody's scared. You can't. Uh huh. You can't hang out with your neighbor because you don't know if you're gonna get his mom sick and she has underlying issues, or yeah. they're gonna get yeah. you sick and you know your mom has like diabetes or something. Yeah, man. Like, it's it's sad. It's sad. I know it is. I want to switch over the conversation because that was <laughs> we just did thirty five minutes of that. That was awesome. Oh, shit. Um, I want to switch this over to your post grad life. All right. And like after college, because me and you had the experience of leaving home, you know, getting out for a little bit. You did w- bigger things. Like I went, I went away for like for, for less than a year, but you've pretty much been out since uh, as soon as you graduated. Yeah. What Where was the first place you went after you graduated? So. I'd, my first move right out of graduation was moving to Long Beach, Long Island. So that's that's easy. I, I I've always loved down there. I have a family. My uncle owns a house down there. He let us rent out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was there for probably a year. Okay. Uh, it was the same as living here. I just lived on the beach, so that was you know had its own benefits. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, as soon as all right. So basically, what happened was I had a. Uh, old co-worker mm-hmm. that uh, had a job opening in their company. Uh, they know that I love traveling. They know I like... I just say yes to stuff. So she reached out to me and said, Hey, I got this job in Puerto Rico. Uh, you're going to be there for two years if you take it. Uh, we're going to pay for everything. Mm-hmm. I had a beautiful, beautiful townhouse there. Uh, but they... I couldn't say no. I just... My person... I. I I need to. It was an adventure. I never want to look back on life and be like, ah, "Damn, like I missed it. Yeah. Like I missed that chance." So I, I moved to Puerto Rico. Uh, that in itself was the wildest thing. 
uh, it's a whole different world. Oh yeah. Uh, the people are all d- different language. <laughs> when, uh, they're pretty good with English there, but it's different language. The I was in a rainforest every weekend. Like you don't have that here. Like yeah. uh, ch- people just don't. It taught me being in Puerto Rico. Taught me to not care about the. I guess it's considered superstitious, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Like these people don't care. They don't yeah. care about work. They don't care about anything else but family and having a good time. Yeah. So we. That's all we did. We. I worked from. Sorry, we, check the camera. We had like this like uh, townhouse or it was like a four bedroom townhouse on the beach. Mm-hmm. So and it had its own reef and that's where I lived and that's where I worked. So it was a couple apartments, uh, townhouses away from me. So I'd walk there. Uh, we, I'd go there. We'd work for an hour or two. We'd take a drinking break. Mm-hmm. We'd work for another hour or two. Then we we'd all walk down and go snorkeling on the reef. Like it's, it it was just an experience where it taught me not to be so serious about all this other stuff that like no. causes stress. And I, I I I'm so grateful that I took that opportunity. Unfortunately. Puerto Rico super corrupt and <laughs> some money went missing <laughs> so when the insurance companies realized the money went missing they they pulled the job oh, uh, we weren't mm-hmm. gonna be able to afford to stay there anymore so Jeez. I got moved uh, the company shifted me uh, shipped me over to Virginia Beach Virginia which I have my own opinion I think it's a shithole I hate it there. Uh, <laughs> some people go there for vacation good for them yeah. I would never uh <laughs> Fuck that place. Oh but, uh, and like, it, it just wasn't great. Uh, what's, what's so bad about it? It's just a shithole. <laughs> like, it's like, shit you gotta give me some facts about yeah. that. Uh, it's this, like, is it like the boonies? It's like a Myrtle Beach, like, dumpster baby. It's like, so, like, <laughs> wait a second. Whoa, whoa, hold on. On our way down to Myrtle Beach, we stopped down there for a couple of days and we yeah. were like, yo, like, this is actually pretty cool. Yeah. We should come here. Yeah, try being there for more than a couple of days. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it, it, that's also true because we were there at we were there on spring break and it was like a fucking ghost town. I don't, I don't blame them. It's a touristy town. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. not Virginia Beach's fault. Mm-hmm. All right, but I cannot live in a touristy. I don't. Yeah. Every yeah. you never know who's there. Like there's no consistency. Mm-hmm. It's just a bunch of strangers all day every day. Remember, yeah. remember the because we, we we so when we went down on the trip. We went down the, the on the way there, but then on the way back we stopped again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we met uh, <laughs> female Gavin. I'll bleep it out. Yeah, yeah. Psychopath, <laughs> bro. Uh, that the the people. I just I couldn't be there anymore. Uh, luckily enough, I was let go because of COVID. Yeah. So that's when COVID hit. Yeah. I, I I was. The, I got let go of my job that I, I enjoyed my job. Uh, mm-hmm. I never thought I would ever do this. The seat, the owner of, I guess, branch manager came up to me and said, Hey, we're gonna have to let you go. Without even thinking, I said, Thank you. He's like, What? I go, <laughs> I go, I don't know why he said that. And he goes, I think, I think you do. Like, I, like, it seems like, you know, you're cool with this. And I go, Oh, yeah, I'm fine with it. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, my parents just bought a fucking awesome house on a, like, right next to a golf course in South Carolina. I called yeah. them up. I'm like, I'm moving, I'm moving in. Yeah. So we stayed there for a couple more months so Kayla could finish up her job. Yeah. Uh, moved down to South Carolina. Fucking loved it there. The only problem was I was living with my parents. And That's I, I've been out of the house for God knows how long. It's rough like, when you yeah. go back into the I, house. I couldn't do it, man. It's rough. So I uh, <laughs> I started uh, looking into more jobs around the country and I uh, got a job in Georgia. So I've, I've lived in 
in the last four years, like five different places. And the, the reason that I bring that up is because I, I think that it's important for kids coming out of college right now to understand that you gotta you gotta like live life no, no one has it figured out no one I does. don't care who, who just take chances I thought I did I had I had a family company that like I, I had like from what I understood an opportunity to run it mm-hmm. like I was gonna stay on Long Island and this was my life yeah mm-hmm. shit changed fast I know I, yeah. I got out of there it that it went sat for you know working for family we'll oh, probably get on that a little later we will we will uh, mm-hmm. shit went south and I I realized that no, I didn't have it figured out because I'm still doing it. I'm still moving. I just quit yeah. my most recent job this week. I just got a mm-hmm. new job again. This is my resume is ridiculous. It looks yeah. like a CVS receipt. <laughs> so does mine. <laughs> like, so like, does mine. And I don't like it that yeah. it's that way, but I'm I like that I'm doing what I want to do. I'm yeah. I'm really happy with what I'm doing. I, in in the meantime, I'm doing my own thing. Me and Kayla are working on our own brand, our own like yeah. our, our own. Are you, guys, are you guys still doing the our life our life in orange? We switched we're... it over to it's called Brophy World Tour. Now. Brophy World Tour. Yeah. Uh, are you guys posting at, or no? We're we're posting. It's not as much right now because obviously there's travel restrictions for yeah. us. Uh, mm-hmm. Our our big we posted a little bit yesterday. I don't know if we made a video. She's kind of running that show mm-hmm. uh, for coming up here. But okay. again, it's we've we've done a bunch of New York videos already. So is our next big trip is going to be Ecuador. That's going to be amazing. That's going to be really cool. And what do you guys so when you guys are going at like what do you you guys I like that because I saw the from the because like, you guys really haven't done a lot with videos yet but from the pictures because you've traveled a lot Thailand um, Thailand Germany, Germany uh, did a little time in China uh, Ireland I've been to Canada yeah uh, Mexico all the islands in the Caribbean I and I, you figured I it out it. how to do I it bro it. it's amazing. And if we can make and it a career... Can I say something real quick? I just want to point out, you did that working full-time, correct? Full-time. Full-time, school full-time, and found time to travel. Because... You have the time. Everyone has the time. Yeah, everyone has I the time. I can't stand when someone the says they don't have time. Nah, you do have time. You, you, you gotta make it. You gotta... You, you'll f- you mm-hmm. figure out how to make it, you know? And, 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 like, listen, that's not to say that you're, like, you're not traveling every consecutive week. No. But... I have responsibilities. That you, but mm-hmm. you. Uh, that's the thing. You're following your responsibilities, mm-hmm. and you're like because you're following your spo- responsibilities the correct way. You, you have yourself. time to treat yourself in the end. That's how yeah. I treat. So, any day Thank I'm you. having a bad day at work, I treat it as uh, you're doing this to earn Ecuador. Yeah. So yeah. I. So when I go on Ecuador, I'm like, I just work my ass off for whatever since my last trip. So mm-hmm. let's say. My goal, really, in life is uh, two countries a year. Okay. Yeah. I think it's it's easy. It's that's doable. Su- that's sustainable it's and very doable. doable. It's not yeah. going to be stressful. I don't have to move things around. And that's just while working mm-hmm. a normal job. Yeah. yeah. So so let's say every six months, I, I get to go to Ecuador. When I'm there, I'm like, you fucking earned this, man. Like yeah. you, you There's no better your, feeling You than worked that. your ass off for this. That's how I felt when I went to California. What? That's how I felt when I went to California. Yeah. I was like, I'm saving up for this, and I'm going. Yeah. It, every dollar, because yeah. you know what that dollar value. As a kid, yeah. someone gives you five dollars. You're like, okay, I got five dollars. You don't yeah. know what five dollars is you, until you have a job. Could you yeah. imagine if every time someone gave you five dollars, instead of go buying a shitty can of soda, you fucking saved that shit, bro? If I didn't have a Pokemon addiction as a child, I do think you still I'd have the cards? Wait, do you still have the cards? Yeah. I have a limited edition, first edition untouched Charizard card. You know how much those are going for, right? I ain't touching it. That Why is not? Into, I'll, I'll wait till I'm fucking gonna die. I'll give Logan Paul, I'm pretty sure, just sold one of those for $200,000. I'll give it to my kids. I'm good. I don't need it. You're like my father, man. I don't You're need like it. my father, yeah. man. 
I'd rather them be <laughs> now, better me, off than me. Let me ask you something. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't have it yet. So you see it like that, but I'm like, wouldn't you want to take that and invest it and say, like, maybe I could get this YouTube channel going or something like that? If So everything I do is, I guess... I'm very plan oriented. Okay. So in order to do all these things, like I said, like I don't have the time. People say that, like mm-hmm. you just gotta make it. You gotta. Right. I, I schedule everything I do from yeah. the second I get into work to the second I go to bed. Mm-hmm. Everything is pretty much set. I set time for everything. Uh, just like with my finances, I, I, I set. I have set savings that mm-hmm. go into it. So, yeah, I could do that and speed up the process, but I don't feel like I need to speed up the process. Yeah. Obviously, you don't know what tomorrow brings. Right. So, it could all. I could fucking walk out of here, get hit by a bus. Yeah. It could be over. All right. Mm-hmm. I hope it doesn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, yeah. but so, uh, but the idea of just it comes back to that, like earning it. I know if I save this much money a week, we'll be able to invest this much money in two years, and at that point, I can go. I earned mm-hmm. it. Selling that card. There's no value to it to me. There's no. Right. I didn't. I didn't earn that two hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. Day and I, what, <laughs> what did I do to deserve yeah. that? Well, no. I, well, I, that's for hard times. <laughs> no, oh, I get what you're saying. Like if if I need, I have like uh, stocks. I have like all these things. I have yeah. my own collection. I, I have over like five thousand dollars worth of shoes. Like yeah. if I need to sell them, I'll sell them. But like mm-hmm. I earn those shoes. Like the, right. these right here. God damn. D books. Love these things. Yeah, I earned them. Yeah, mm-hmm. I didn't just I didn't these didn't fall in my lap. I earned these. I yeah. love these shoes. So I feel the same way about all my other stuff. Like as as long as I have a way of earning it and mm-hmm. a plan, I think it holds so much more value than to just get what it, like it, it'd be nice. Yeah. Like you yeah. said, it feels better like when you have your own stuff. No, I, no, I understand. That blue collar yeah. life I, that yeah. I was raised with. I think that, but no, no, the the. the the idea that I'm getting at with it is that maybe because I think of it differently. Like if and it's a I don't know if it, it's not the wrong way, but it's like just it's the way that my mind would see it. Like I would see that as all right. Let me really think about it and let me figure out how I can make that two hundred thousand dollar, whatever it is. If like if I were to sell that item that I have that's worth so much money, if I were to sell that, how could I turn that into five million dollars? You know, it, it, it's a good way to think about it. You're not wrong. Yeah, like, yeah. it it just that that's everybody's got their own view on it. Like, I, of course, I, obviously, I'd love to do that. It's just I don't, I just don't, I don't, I don't need it. That's my, I'm a, I'm a, I want to say I'm a minimalist because obviously I like nice. You things, have a minimalist but, attitude, though. But, yeah, but like I don't need it. I got you. I don't need that money right Wait now. Wait till you need it. Yeah. And then. I later. like that. I never. I, I honestly never looked at it like that. Well, I really money doesn't bring happiness, man. Money, yeah. money does not. Oh, bring believe happy. me, I've no. had good paying jobs, but yeah. I've hated it. Yeah. I've had like it, it's while traveling, you learn a lot of things because America is America, and there's nothing like it. Right. But just like that, Thailand's Thailand, and there's nothing, nothing like, like it. it. Yeah. We went to. We, we were very fortunate enough to go to this uh, floating. It's a floating island in Thailand. It's made out of recycle, like recyclable trash. Mm-hmm. And these people yeah. sleep on the ground. They eat like, the chicken that they're living with. Like, and you just like you, you get to see the school that these kids go to. Like, they're the happiest people in the world. 
They live yeah. in the middle of the ocean. Like they have these beautiful views of like these like rocks and like mm-hmm. the sun's out every yeah. day. And they they're they don't have anything. Coolest really. thing about this island. Everything's trash. Uh, trash. No offense. <laughs> Everything isn't great. Right. Mm-hmm. The church is like gold plated. They made a church on the island or mosque or whatever. Out of gold. Gold plated. Wow. So every dollar they have goes towards their religious views, which is I appreciate that. It's not for me, but I appreciate that. I also mm-hmm. I, I like to bring up that uh, we talked about it on, on a recent episode, but there's um in India they have like this um, it's a mosque, but it's also like a giant cafeteria. The thing that I loved so much about it is that this place is strictly run on volunteer work. Awesome. They have 1,500 people who come in, volunteer every day, and then the entire community is constantly donating food. But the thing about it is you can go there and eat for free whenever you want as many times no as, as you asked. want. And here's the thing. They don't take advantage of it, which is also similar to uh, there's a buffet, another buffet in India. There's no charge there. You pay whatever you want. If you have a dollar in your pocket, you pay a dollar. If you got $200 in your pocket and you want to give him 200 you give him 200 But the guy makes money. Because it's like it almost has that mentality that the people, like people, yes, people will reap the benefits and eat there for free. Mm-hmm. But there are, I, in that area of the world, more people are willing to give. Yeah, which I don't things. think we, I don't, you can't learn that here. No. Yeah, like, no one's giving are, here. No. People are not giving. Like, Even the people you know, it's like. You don't want to give. And when they're giving, yeah. they give for monetary reasons. Like, yeah. the thing that kills me the most are these fucking YouTube oh, videos of these guys. Oh, I gave this guy a car. I'm giving him a oh, I hate be, that. Now, be mindful. Hate that guy, Mr. Beast, I actually he's the only one I got to give cool. it to because you want to know why? He pays the taxes for, for every one person he gives things away. He's like, I don't want them to pay tax. Yeah. So him, I'll commend. Everybody else, though, they get the reaction shot, and then they hit him with the bill like, oh, you got to pay the taxes mm-hmm. on this. Or even just the, they're doing yeah. it for the like people who, they do it for clout. Yeah, that's so stupid. Like the they always I have the never video videotaped of me giving some like yeah. a homeless person food, but you're recording yourself while you do it. You know what was mad funny? There, um, one of Floyd Mayweather's managers just did a podcast recently this week, and I actually just saw this about ten minutes before we got here. They were talking about ten years ago about going out to. Uh, they had to talk some business, whatever. So they went to a diner and they sat down. Floyd sees the lady. She's like a heavy set woman. You know, he could tell that she's like, she's in pain or whatever it is. He asked her, if you had all the money in the world, what would you do? She said, I'm going to pay credit card debt. And her response to that, his response was, no, 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 no. Forget the debt. Forget everything else. If you had all the money in the world, you didn't have any debt. Like, what would you do? Like, well, seriously, what would you do? She's like, well, I would probably get a breast reduction because because she was such an overweight woman, she needed to get the breast, her breasts reduced mm-hmm. in order for her to... Um, work out more and live yeah. a healthier lifestyle so they finish up whatever it is he left her and, th- and then he asked her how much do you think that's going to cost and she's like oh probably about seven to six to six to seven thousand dollars as they were finishing up he left ten grand underneath the napkin nice. he just pulled it out of his pocket because he's got it mm-hmm. and his manager that was there with him was like Floyd we gotta call the media we gotta blow this up he's like no only me you and her need to know about this mm-hmm. because I need mm-hmm. people to hate me in order for me to make this much money so I can do this for the next person. Yeah. 
which I thought was one of the most humble things that he could have done right there because he truly doesn't do it for the clout. He does it for the fact that he's an experienced fighter who knows how to fight and knows how to win. Mm -hmm. And he he knows that it's going to make a difference. Yeah. That 10 grand doesn't make a difference to him. No. That's not... Like, it literally pocket changed. Like, he had it in his pocket. (laughs) Yeah. So it's it's the world of difference for her. So Mm -hmm. that's like with the... It's really stupid, but it, it... this makes me so happy. Uh, I rarely listen to the radio, but mm-hmm. I'll, I'll turn it on a little bit when I'm driving to work because yeah. I usually listen to podcasts. But I'll mm-hmm. turn it on just for this small section where uh, someone went, they'll do like, we're giving away $1,000 this week. And mm-hmm. the, person, the, fun. the person wins. And yeah. around this time of the year, I love it because like, oh, what are you going to do with that money? And the, yeah. they always say Christmas gifts. And I think that is the nice, like the best thing in the world. Yeah. Because yeah. to think, I just want... There, I know so many people that are like, I just want a grand, like, I'm going to go buy the new iPhone. Yeah. I'm going to yeah. go do To think, like, th- how I think I would, I think is, yeah, I'm going to go hook up my people. Like, yeah. I, this, this money isn't mine. It's house mm. money. It's, I, I didn't deserve yeah. this. Like, it's, oh, God. Oh, my God. Damn. Sorry, everyone. Ch- uh, videographer Chuck's out of the studio today. Is this still recording? All right, just do it again. Sorry, guys. We're working with one camera today, even though you can't hear what I'm saying. It, it was I, I think that's like that makes me so happy it brings such joy to me to hear like, people do things like that and like mm-hmm. they're not do, their name's not out there they're not doing it for the clout they're yeah. just doing it because that they're being I'm gonna get like my kid really wants this my like my aunt my brother like mm-hmm. they really wanted this I'm just gonna do it like yeah. and I I love that it's um it's a weird world we live in I don't think the world is weird i think <laughs> people are people people are weird and it all depends on what you what you grow up in i yeah. think we're obviously so, luckiest people in the like the lottery dude we yeah, grew up I in know. america like mm-hmm. like like i said i've been to these other places they're really cool but like to live there is hard work i know i have family that works on farms in ireland and like they literally work all day, every day, physical labor all day. Yeah. They have yeah. to in order to eat. Like they have to work. Like we get to choose. We get unemployment. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like we we could literally get fired and just be like, okay, all right, all right, yeah, that's yeah. fine. They'll, government will pay me. See, but like, you want to know what that mm-hmm. do, that does to people from that? I think is actually probably one of the worst things that we could do, and. Because the enabling, yeah, yeah, it's like they want us to continue to like stay on this path of not succeeding because, like, oh, I have it's about like control. It's not about con- no, I'm not gonna say mm. it's about control because it's like t- to an extent, like, I think that uh, actually, I don't even want to get into this, but I-, I don't think their intentions are good. This is ju- that's just my opinion, but giving people an unemployment check after they lose their job because they fucked up is not going to teach society about it's anything. It's like kind of congratulating them to an yeah. extent for it's, uh, sucking. Positive reinforcement. But that's yeah. what, right, but, right. Like, yeah. you did wrong. Okay, I'll, I'll, let me let me positively show not you how what I grew do. up. Yeah. <laughs> no, Definitely. man. You fucked yeah. up. <laughs> yeah, there's no positive reinforcement. Uh, I, it's, but like, there, it's just, and if you watch this, say you watch your parents do it, mm-hmm. then you watch your grandparents do it. And what are you going to do? You're going to do thing. it. Yeah. You're going to do it. Yeah, but you want to know what it is? Don't be bitching about it and then take it. Like, so I, 
I agree and disagree. Okay. So there, I agree at the point of like, you can't hate it, but then abuse it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when I was laid off, I I did get unemployment checks. Right. And coming back. To, and so as as did I want to just put yeah. that out there. So Same. coming back to where I was earlier was saying like you like I only do I only do things and take things that I earned. Right. I've been paying my taxes since I was like 14. Yeah. Like yeah. I've been working for a long time. I know. So the way I viewed it was like, all right, Kyle, you're going to need to find a job in this like amount of time or else like you're abusing it. Like yeah. we're not I, Personally, I can't sit on a couch and not do anything all day anyway. Yeah. But yeah. like to know like I couldn't just sit there and take that like it, other people need it. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I don't need yeah. it. I, yeah. I, it was nice to help me pay for my rent and <laughs> right. my car yeah. and student loans as they they were coming in, but like I paid those taxes. See, but I'm not yeah. really I'm not necessarily talking about uh, when I bring that up. I'm not really talking about it in the pandemic setting because the mm-hmm. pandemic setting really it, it's not some it affected the entire world and it was to the point where businesses couldn't operate. Like you, like in so, in most aspects, people couldn't make money because. You take all the jobs away. There's a limit on jobs. Like right now, it's probably the hardest time to find a job mm-hmm. in, a, in any in any market. I'm thankful I found my job. Same. But what I'm ta- when I'm talking about is that when the when the times are good, and you're taking those unemployment checks because it's just it's a it's that handout from the government. Mm-hmm. That will be the fall of this country when we start giving to people and we're enabling them to do the things they want because my family my family's history with that is they take the unemployment checks they're at the dealer in the next 25 fucking minutes it goes to the wrong place it's not going yeah. to the right thing you know that's th- that's food that unemployment mm-hmm. check is there to put you get feed you feed your family and to support you until you can find another job or if you're smart enough you take that unemployment money and invest it into a business which will make you which will 10x you mm-hmm. if you do it correctly mm-hmm. but when you use it for the wrong things that's what fucking gets. It's me supposed on to it. take the stress off of mm-hmm. not having money to, so that you mm-hmm. can focus on getting a job. Yeah, that's it. its literal yeah. purpose. Is that so? Yeah. You're not worrying about the food on the table, so mm-hmm. that you could worry about all right, my interview tomorrow. Yeah, like that's it. That's it. That's its yeah. job. Its purpose. But unfortunately, people don't have the discipline to do that. And it's true. Yeah. Like I said, I think it's it comes down to hold. how you're raised. Yeah. Like if you yeah. saw your parents do it, you're going to do it. If you mm-hmm. saw your grandparents do it, your parents are doing it because your grandparents doing it. Your yeah. grandparents doing it because their grandparents did. So there's a there's a long line and mm-hmm. it's I don't there's no answer. There obviously is no way. Like if there was an answer, we'd have it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not a scientist. I'm not a like I'm not a yeah. genius. Right. I am a scientist. But I'm not a genius. <laughs> and uh it just it there's what what else can you do? There's going to be people like that. Yeah, but it's I I just think that we're entertaining it mm-hmm. to the point where it's now getting abused and that's it's our culture. To affect, yeah, mm-hmm. everybody yeah. talks about it's it's so fun. I I find this really funny. Everybody mm-hmm. talks about like these cultures and like how crazy cool is it that like uh, this culture like eats at mealtime. Like everybody comes home, they all eat, no mm-hmm. shoes, they sit on their knees. Mm-hmm. It's really family oriented. But like no one talks about the American culture. No, no. Everybody, yeah. everybody thinks that like, they're Americans. Like, oh well, I'm African American, so my culture is the African side. I'm yeah. Irish American, so my culture is the Irish side. No one ever re- like talks about how American is a culture. I know. We eat fast yeah. food. We take advantage of shit. Yeah. And that's like, 
that's what we do. That's who we are. <laughs> I know. <laughs> we gamble. We like, we, yeah. we act like assholes, and we we stomp our feet, and we don't get what we want. Yeah. That's the American cult. That's our culture. That's in yeah. our in our blood, in you our know, brain. And people like my my family did tremendously well, but my parents credit it to the fact that when they were in Italy on the streets scrounging around to get money. And then when they both came here off the plane with my fa- my father, $11 in his pocket. My mother, $9.25 in her pocket. They credit the fact that they went through those hard times and they never wanted to be in that situation ever again. But they're not scared of going back into that situation they because they know they can handle it. And right now, mm-hmm. the reason that credit card debt and all these issues are such a problem and kids, mm-hmm. I think, are really mentally mentally messed up in the head is because they're not experiencing that failure factor no. and mm-hmm. you know what yeah you fail great but I don't think kids truly fail like to the point where they're out on the streets they gotta figure out what the hell they're gonna do what the hell they're gonna sleep tonight where the hell they're gonna mm-hmm. eat tonight because at the end of the day, a majority of them can go home to mommy and daddy. And now, listen, that may not be everybody, and it's definitely not. There's kids out, there's kids, kids, and like teenagers who they truly got to fight for what they got to do, mm-hmm. and and they're and they're doing it. But I just feel that the majority has been babied to a point where they're just. It's almost setting them up to. It's because they're not failing now. It's setting them up to fail in the future. Mm-hmm. And then, that's the biggest like issue. Like, once so that those kids that are baby, their whole lives get thrown right into the real world. Oh, it's yeah. like, where do I start? You're just completely thrown off. I know. It's, it's a smack in the face. It's yeah. reality. That's like, when, like, you hear it all the time when you're in, like, high school. It's like, oh, the real world. The real yeah. world. And it's like, like it's, what is that? Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, whatever. But, like, I, I think a good point you, you, you made there, uh, you don't even know you made it, is... People need to also. You don't have to experience the hard time. Like I've been in like a rough situation before, but I'm I've been in a yeah. like I've yeah. seen rough situations. Of like, course, like I said, like I've seen real poverty. I've never been close to that. Right. Yeah. But to be able to hear it from you said hear from yeah. your parents. Yeah. I hear from my grandparents. Right. I was able to visit mm-hmm. my grandpa's old home and like yeah. my grandma's old farm. Like they had the, no electric. Like they had a like a fire and that was it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like. To able to hear these stories and see these things, that helps me know yeah. that if I you do can get, understand. I can understand it, and if yeah. I do it, they did it. I could get through it. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot. What we have to worry about is not the kids right now, or I guess the people right now our age that haven't even dealt with the hard situation or haven't been told about their parents or their grandparents' hard situations. Mm-hmm. Their kids are going to be the problem because they're going to be so far yeah. removed yeah. from everything so far removed from hearing about grandpa's uh boat ride great grandpa's yeah. boat ride over yeah. uh when grandpa went to vietnam and grandma was alone with three kids like they're mm-hmm. not going to hear those stories because no. the, they're not being told to the our age so mm-hmm. they, our kids aren't going to hear about it well no it's also because but like i have very very few friends whose families didn't grow up here i have very few friends and then the ones that i do have that like we, they like I was I was with I was with a friend last night. Same situation. Parents came here as immigrants, and he's just as hardworking as I am. Mm-hmm. You know, like he he wants to succeed, and he's not looking for that immediate um, adrenaline rush of like, oh my god, I got a million dollars. You know, but I also have to say, like that's how I used to think. Like I had to figure it out like that, and 
I'm assuming similar to you living these experiences and leaving, moving out and just trying to figure it out is how I got to the point where I'm at now to continue to keep working towards that goal mm-hmm. in the end. You know, you get a taste of it. You get it. Like, that's why I say moving back in sucked because I got yeah. a taste of like what I have to do. And like, when you take that away from me, like I like when I moved back to my parents, I didn't have rent anymore. Yeah. But like, yeah. it freaked me out. I was like, yeah. what am I supposed to do with this? Like, it's like you were kind of like regressed in a way. Yeah. It, it step like back. You, I never want to take a step, step back. back. Yeah. And, you got to tell yourself you're not, mm-hmm. you know, you got to, and, but you can only feel how you feel. Yeah. I feel like I've taken steps back and I don't want to feel that. I, I tremendously, like the worst day of my life was the day that I had to move back into my mother's house. Cause I said, I, that was my rock bottom moment. Cause I came back with ounces of credit card debt. Mm-hmm. And now thankfully I paid it all off. Thank God. Good for you. Yeah. But it's a hard thing to get back. It's. I needed that almost. Mm-hmm. I, I, I truly, no, no, not almost, I truly needed that. Like It was like that reality check. And I think that for the people listening, you guys should take that chance and not be afraid of failure. Because failure the, the fear of failure has, has stopped me before. But when you actually live through it, I truly believe I came out a stronger person because of it. My parents told me when I... I came back. They said, this isn't the case, but we want you to know, like, we're here. I, I, I have the best parents in the world. I love my mom and dad. Mm-hmm. I, they're there for when I make a mistake. Yeah. They're, they have, they, they don't need to do, I'm, we're so fortunate. They, they don't need to have money set aside for helping me with, like, a wedding or a house. Right. Yeah. But they do. They don't need to have an extra room in their house for yeah. me if my, if shit goes south. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. but they do. So, if you, not saying take advantage of the situation, but if you're listening to this and you do have supportive people around you, mm-hmm. jump. Go do what you have to but, jump. Because they want you to take the chance anyway. Yeah, that's why they're there. But they're don't there. waste it, though. Like, Don't do something stupid. Don't do something <laughs> like... Yeah, don't, don't do something stupid where you're going to be like, oh, I want to become... Like, like I'm going to be the ne- I'm going to be the, the next top DJ in the, ne- in the next year. <laughs> like... If you want to do that, do that, but find a realistic goal Mm -hmm. for now and then have the big dream for the end result. And Mm -hmm. if the DJ thing specifically Mm -hmm. is your thing, just buy a little small little board and practice. Practice and start doing, and start like going, just start doing. Treat it like a job, eight hours a day. If you want it to be your job, you got to treat it like a job. Mm -hmm. If you want to be good at, let's say, I don't know, cornhole. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Play cornhole eight hours a day. Yeah. See if you really want to be good at cornhole because it will <laughs> yeah. it will it will let you know that this is for yeah. you or this isn't for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like I said, if you have the opportunity, like jump, man. That's a, my never never. I, that's my biggest thing. Just jump. I've always been. Mm-hmm. That's my attitude. Yeah. Do it. Go for it. That's it. You just got to take that leap. All right, we're gonna take a quick break because we got to readjust the camera. I'm gonna keep it rolling. Wow, we're at an hour episode. Cut out the last 30 minutes. Yeah, literally. (laughs) Starting now, we're going to cut everything from before (laughs) that. The past 20 minutes. Um, I swear to God, Tony. (laughs) If I turn this podcast uh, on. Madness Clan, we just had a a very riveting conversation that cannot be posted. So... uh, yeah. And you're not going to cut that part out. No, that part I'm not going to cut out. So, because it'll you get them thinking, like, what money. the fuck? 
And like, yeah, if you guys want to buy it, it'll be on our website, unravelbrainpower.com. You can purchase it for <laughs> for three dollars. Mental health blog. You're gonna post uncensored, uncensored shit. Well, well, my mental health blog. The mental health blog that I have is so controversial to the society norms of mental health that um, I think that uh, from the mental health standpoint. Um, We've been doing a lot of things wrong. I think that just in general, we've done a lot of things wrong. There is no wrong. I disagree. I think you take your own like poke at it. So like my mental health, in o- for me to feel mentally healthy, I need to hear some fucked up shit. Mm-hmm. I need to process it my own way, mm-hmm. and I I need to find humor in something. Yeah, I need like or experience ex- it. Experience like. Do you I, laugh when you find out someone died in your family? I'm genuine, generally, because I know people that do that. I it's not mean; they just how they react. I I have a very uh, I've always had a nervous laughter. Uh, I I got in a lot of trouble growing up. I got my ass kicked a bunch growing up because when I get yelled at, I'd laugh. Same fucking yeah. thing. Yeah, I'd laugh. Yeah. I've had teachers lose. I've had teachers like almost swing at me because I'm laughing at them. While they're, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and like. I luckily enough, I had and a good relationship with some yourself. teachers where they knew. Yeah, but yeah. they knew who I yeah. was, so they'd come in and like intervene. Mm-hmm. I had one so one time, uh, really stupid, stupid thing. Middle school, math class, <laughs> we had the worst teacher in the world, Miss Jackabowski. Name drop. Fuck you. Um, we. Uh, <laughs> fuck you, Miss. Uh, she's so mean. She like tormented us. Okay. Um, she was absent for a day, and me and this guy switched seats because okay. so we could sit next to our friends. Uh, came back the next day and she said the sub told me that you guys switched seats and she took me out into the hallway and told me she was going to expel me and detention and all that because I switched seats so <laughs> I am pissing myself in this woman's face and the more I laugh the more angry she gets <laughs> luckily enough but that's our, actually funny though yeah, <laughs> yeah. Our, our, our great we had a great health teacher uh, Miss Bridgewood there uh, good for you thanks um, yeah, you could beat these out if you want I don't care uh she saw it happening, me getting yelled at, and me, like, crying, laughing in this woman's <laughs> face. And she, like, intervened. She's like, oh, I'll take him to the principal's office. She just took me around the hallway, and she's like, like, look, like, do you know what you did was wrong? And I was like, sure, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. And she's like, okay, like, you, you gotta control this. You gotta, you can't be, like, laughing at these situations. Yeah. So I, I've always, uh, I've always been... I always handle things wrong according to other people, but that's their opinion. So, like, when my grandfather passed away, uh, I I saw my parents cry. I mm-hmm. saw everyone in my family, like, really break down. Yeah. And I, I don't know why I thought this, but I was, I was 18, no, 16, 17 at the time. And I was like, I got to be the strong one. Yeah. So I got, yeah. I can't cry. I got to be the one that's not doing it. So I, I shut off. I was like, I, I, and I'd make jokes and I, I did whatever I could to make sure I didn't get emotional. Yeah. And uh, through the whole process, I, w- I, I thought I was doing good. Uh, I didn't know that I was pissing off everyone around me. Uh, everyone was getting mad at me for not being emotional because they knew they knew what I was doing. They didn't think yeah. they knew that I was trying to not be. Yeah. And yeah. then, <laughs> as we were laying him to rest in his grave. Uh, I had sunglasses on and a tear rolled out underneath my sunglasses and as we're laying him in his grave my mom 
looks over to me and sees me crying and goes, you fucking did it. You <laughs> cried. And I'm like, this is not the time. Like, this is not the time for this. So, and like everyone's looking, it's so quiet and awkward. And it's, it's just, it was such a, a, a weird, like, situation. Yeah. That there's a I don't know I guess my that's kind of I was, that's funny yeah. I'm sorry oh you had to see me so <laughs> that's funny while we were uh, carrying his casket into the church uh-huh. to do the mm-hmm. mass uh, the caskets are heavy as shit in case no one's ever lifted one before yeah I've lifted, lifted a few I have six grown ass men my brother who uh, you've seen before he's yeah. huge and then me and mm-hmm. we have to go up like these 20 foot 20 flight of, 20 steps yeah. of stairs um, actually we're over here in Hicksville and uh St. Ignatius, they, right? Uh, I don't know. Uh, Saint, the one down the street from the bakery? No, a little farther down. Uh, St. Mary? I, don't I know exactly. Okay, yeah, yeah, I know so uh, we're we're going in, and the got the I get Paul Bearer, is that what they're called? Or Paul Bearer's the ring? I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. The guys who Something run like the, the... Ushers. Ushers, yeah. Uh, that's a well, that's a ring bearer in a fucking yeah, wedding. Okay. Paul Bearer's like the undertaker guy. So oh, okay. Like, uh, so the ushers are like telling us how to do it because we wanted to carry him in. Yeah. It just we're all we're the men of the family. It's what we wanted to do. So they go, okay, biggest guy on the bottom, uh, because you're gonna get all the weight. Uh, so we line up. We're going in, and everybody's just stressed and panicked because this is a big. You no, know, it's sad. It's big. Whatever. Yeah. I get stuck on the bottom. I am 17 years old, 100 pounds. You were a skinny kid, I remember. And we're bringing him up these stairs, and all the weight is on me. I had to power lift, I shit you not, from here to here, power lift my dead grandpa and carry him into this church. I couldn't stop laughing that this was the situation. And everyone in the church is dead, dead straight faced, like, yeah. like not, not in the not, mood yeah. for me laughing. Yeah. No one around me is in the mood for me. My dad, my brother, my uncles, they're all like, what the <laughs> fuck are you doing? Oh like, my God. I am sitting there, I, I like, <laughs> holding my breath, trying not to piss yeah. myself. Because, like, the idea, like, in my brain, I was like, I just power lifted, like, snatched my, like, yeah. dead grandpa. Like, that's so weird. Like, why is yeah. no one talking about, like, this weird situation? Yeah. Like, yeah. am I the only one that's seeing it this way? Like, everybody else, are we just like... Is everybody else mad because we made this mistake of putting me at the bottom, or mm-hmm. is everybody like just too occupied with something else? Why am I the only one that's seeing it this way? Mm-hmm. That's what I, I I that's like my how I view things mentally. Now I've changed. Uh, I blame Kayla, my fiance, for this. She told me I don't cry enough, uh, and she was right, hundred percent right. Uh, Most of us don't. Yeah. Sure. Now I cry at everything. I am the most emotional, and it, I, I, I was going to say bitch. It's not bitch. I am the most emotional person. You're a simp. It's okay. Yeah, yeah it's fine. Uh, I cry <laughs> not a cuck, at, though. at... Not a cuck, Not a cuck. <laughs> not right? a simp, not a cuck. simp is fine. We're not cucks here. <laughs> uh, if you cuck and stuff... By all means. All you. Not a cuck. Um, I, I, I can't... Like, she makes fun... It's so stupid. She opened up the floodgates. Yeah. So she had me... We, we went to my grandfather's grave and I opened up to her and I lost it. Like, my, my wall came down. Yeah. Uh, and it's a really big part of our relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I finally became emotional. Uh, but now, like, I watched Christopher Robbins, the Winnie Pooh movie. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, when he forgot Winnie the Pooh at that log, 
at, yeah. like that's where he went to hang out because he knew that that's where they said they meet up yeah. later on in life uh-huh. oh i was so i couldn't stop hours crying sobbing and i yeah. kayla's just making fun of me the whole time because of it like i i can't whatever <laughs> wall we broke down now i am i'm changed up. i'm an, an emotional person i still find shit funny as fuck yeah. but i i also have a lot softer side to me that's but see you know what's good that you're you were able to f- you were able to find that Mm-hmm. You know, and most people won't. You know, like there's me. nothing. There's two. There's only two things that, aside from like that song, that other shit. Like, there's only two true things that ever made me cry. It was the movie My Girl. That shit was sad as fuck, bro. I which one is my? It's about it? a. It's about a, a. Um. I remember. Didn't someone? And then she died. It, yeah. it, it was who? Who's the Bees kid from Home Alone? Who's the kid from Home Alone? Macaulay Culkin. Yeah, Macaulay Culkin was in that. Yeah. Macaulay Culkin and this girl are best friends. Her father is a. Um, that movie was sad. It was really sad. Her father's like a. Uh, uh, an emba- um, embalmer. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shit job. No offense, any embalmers out mo- there. Pays a lot of money. Pays a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Theo Vaughn did a really cool uh, podcast. Did he really? With a uh, guy who works at a funeral home. Really. And. You, you gotta listen to it like he asked him like the legit questions people want to know yeah it's like what do you do with fake titties when people die like that's the questions i want to know yeah and like we leave them in i thought they took them out oh my god <laughs> i don't know why but i thought they took them out but uh so what, whatever so in the movie like that's the whole movie is about their friendship you know everything they're like really good friends and she like has like i think it was like a mood ring or something mm-hmm. and in the end of the movie she loses it and the whole movie was about how sad her life was when she lost her mother. But then in the end of the movie, she loses it because they got attacked by bees earlier in the movie. So he went to go find the mood bees? ring. Bees. Bees. Yeah, oh, bees. bees. Okay. Bees. Mm. He went to go find the mood ring. And at the end of the movie, spoiler alert, the kid gets stung by so many bees that he dies. And Holding the mood ring. Holding the mood ring. <sighs> and they showed the kid's freaking funeral. Like, he was in his thing. Like, you could see his face was, like, pretty messed up. They did a good job of it. The guy wasn't good at his job. But at the end, like, seeing a, ki- seeing a kid in a casket was... Uh, Where they don't belong. Yeah, man. It was some... Sick- and, and listen, that wasn't, like, the first time. Like, I'll, I'll never forget, like, in Scouts, we had a... There was a kid in the town. Um, he went to bed at night. 13 years old. Just didn't wake up in the morning. Fuck. It was a closed casket, thank God. But I was just, like... I walked in there. I was, like... Like why? Like I was like, why did like why did this happen? Like they, they, it was unexplainable. Yeah. No you know? answers, man. It just happened. The kid was thirteen, mm-hmm. and and it happened like at scout camp. That was like even like his bunkmate woke up and was like, "Yo, the kid's not waking up," and, and the kid died in the, in the middle of his sleep. And then uh, the second thing was, honest to God, um, uh, Mike Malak's book, The Fifth Vital. Never read it. You should. It's about addiction. He went through a lot, and uh, you know, it's just—it was like a good. Uh, it was a good story. I swear to God, it was a—it was a really good story about. Uh, it's not even a story. It's—it's it's, it's based. It's based on his life, but the kid went from a, a, a literally a heroin addict to a recovered to a recovered kid that now has a huge YouTube following. You know, and it was just like it was a good story. Maybe it made me tear the fuck up. Yeah, I'm starting to grow my book collection. So yeah, I, I've been I've been out. trying to do um I've been trying to, I, I I can't sit down and read. I have to do audiobooks. Mm-hmm. But I'm finding that audiobooks. I mean, one I'm able to get them done a lot quicker, and I usually I can probably get through one in about a week. It all depends on who's reading it. Yeah, you know, I, I you get a bad voice mm-hmm. that doesn't tell the story. You correctly. know what I, I've been liking about Apple is that they have a narrator section, so you can pick and choose from oh, okay, there. Cool. But um. 
what I'm finding now is people are starting to record their own audiobooks. Steve Rinella just did that. Yeah. And I'm, I'm really excited for his book comes out December. The only issue with that is that most people can't speak. It, Yeah. If you're a lot of writers also yeah. aren't like mm-hmm. they're internal people. Yep. So expressing themselves, it's it, you got to find the right guy. I, I was trying to get through, like, um, I just finished up. Which one did I just finish? Um, uh, the CEO of Disney, Bob Iger. Mm-hmm. He had a narrator do it. That one was good. But then after that, the documentary on him is great too. Oh yeah, if you phenomenal, it. Yeah. phenomenal. Um, but then after that, I was listening to this book. It's called The Biggest Bluff, and it's about how poker is actually a game of life, which I found very interesting because. Uh, what the book talks about is that poker is not a game of luck it's a game of perception and how you make people think how you react to people's doings how to tell if someone's bluffing you know Mm -hmm. and it's like it's really a book on how to read people and she just uses the poker analogy because this woman the woman who wrote it uh, I gotta get her name she dropped out of college to play in the World Series of Poker oh cool good for her I hope it worked uh, out. I don't know if she won because I still haven't. I still haven't finished it, but but I'm being honest. I straight up haven't finished with it because I don't like the way that she narrates it personally. Okay. You know, and when it comes to audiobooks, it's like usually they release one and that's the end of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got to find your voice for yeah whatever you're dealing. Yeah, yeah, it is. And then I also tried having Siri narrate it to me. That no, bitch fucking no. sucks, man. I don't need no robot voice. <laughs> so, bro, to end this podcast. What's the one rule you would give to people to live a happy life? Dude. All right. Um, a rule? A rule, a moral, something, a piece of advice. Um, I guess I said earlier, just like uh, whatever you're doing, like know that you earned it. No. Uh, and jump. And jump. Yeah. <laughs> that have value isn't just money. Yeah. Value is time, it's effort, it's uh, experiences. Like that, take what you did and know that it had a value to it, and mm-hmm. make sure you you earned what you. I think er, for me, earning what I do or earning what I buy, earning where I go, that is my biggest motivation. My biggest uh, keeps me sane. Like uh, yeah. it keeps me humble. It keeps me happy. So mm-hmm. uh, jump, do. Uh, do, it worked out for me. I don't, I don't know how people it does yeah. work out for. I, yeah. I just do what I do, and it works out. Uh, I've obviously been in you know some situations that didn't work out, but it didn't work out at the time. I'm still yeah. here. Yeah, I'm doing yeah. fine. I think that's what everyone forgets. Yeah, it's it might suck. Things are gonna suck. Yeah, but it only sucks for however long you let it suck. I actually have a really good quote. Let me hear. Um, I keep it on my phone. It's on my front cover. Uh, one second. You don't drown by falling into the water. You drown by staying there. It's by Lewis Cole. That's amazing. I and like that. I read that you can every day. relate to that, Tony. Yeah. Fuck <laughs> you. He's talking about the story about how my father, when, when I was too afraid to swim, he dragged me out into the middle of the ocean, threw me off the boat, drove the boat away. That's how I learned how to swim. Oh, that's good. It was good. <laughs> no, you do that now, you go to jail. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, that's, uh, that's how I, I read that every day. Uh, if you're in a shitty situation... If you stay in it, it's going to stay shitty. Yeah. If you yeah. get out of it, if you get out of the water, find your way out. Of it. It's not going to be easy. The water, yeah. you know, might be bigger than you might be a puddle. It might be an ocean, but yeah. work your way out of it. That's amazing, man. Thank you so much for don't coming be on, a my cunk. Yeah. Don't, be a cunk. don't be a cunk. Don't be a fucking cunk. Unless you like it. Unless yeah. you <laughs> like, but I don't like it. So yeah. don't be a cuck. 
All right. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, Like I say every week, share the podcast. Send it with someone who needs it. Uh, We love you all. And uh, for everyone that answered my Instagram story uh, thingamabob a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, I know you did. It was good. Um, uh, Those episodes are going to be dropped in the next couple of months, so stay tuned. we got a lot coming your way. If you do me a favor, sorry, but uh, shoot a... Follow to Brophy oh, World Tour. Brophy World Tour to see uh, all of Brophy's travels and some nice life lessons and quotes. We uploaded all our old stuff to YouTube, so we're on there. Good too. stuff, man. Yeah, just we'll get check you, it out. We'll, we'll collab with you guys on YouTube too. We'll do a video yeah. together. Uh, when we go to Ecuador, we'll uh, we'll shout you guys out and you're the man, brother. Going. All right, love awesome. you guys. Thank you.